Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast, uh, the only podcast that uh, talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. The only one. No, there's others. The nope. only one. They're Mm-mm. on Spotify. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, my name is Mark, and I'm also here with Jackie and Miles, Hello. as always. I'm Jackie. Except Not when, always. Except when Miles runs away to the Midwest or whatever. It's true. Sometimes I go on vacation. What a dork. <laughs> we're all anime all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week we're going to be discussing episode 31 of Golden Wind, the anime, Green Tea and Sanctuary Part 2. The most fuck out of here episode yet. Or Green Day <laughs> and Oasis <laughs> Part it? 2, yeah. if you like accuracy. Um, I'm, I'm interested in what you mean by that, Miles, but we'll get into it after. Yeah. After this. Do you have genital herpes? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Tell us. We don't have an ad break. Uh, how, anyway, we're going to summarize the episode and give our thoughts. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do that in so much detail that you, you won't even need to have watched the episode. You're going to be like, wow, I have quite the vivid picture. Yeah, don't watch the anime anymore. Yeah, just stop. Good. No, it's pretty. It looks good. You can't get visuals from us. We can't give you the visuals. No, no, no. We're that good. We'll just describe everything. <laughs> you need like synesthesia or whatever. <laughs> anyway, before we do all of that uh, mind trickery, though, we're going to take a trip into Correspondence Corner. We're going to put on our dunce caps and face the actual corner. <laughs> um, Miles, what do we got? Some emails. By the way, Correspondence Corner is where we read your emails and stuff, obviously. Duh. Jay Zappoli says, the scene with Bucciarati explaining how he is still moving around the living, uh, among the living, has been confusing and hard to understand as I read the manga and watch the anime until I came across this explanation about his condition. And this is the explanation. Giorno healed his body with gold experience, but since he was already dead, all it did was allow Bucciarati's soul to stay in his dead but superficially healed body. Part of this unusual event is also the strength of Bujalati's own willpower slash resolve to continue protecting Trish, with whom he'd presumably bonded over the mission he had dedicated himself to and overthrew the boss. Meh. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I see a 16-year-old boy yelling Muda for seven pages. Mm. Yeah, I like the first half of that. I... I I like that. I agree, Mark. The first half of that explanation. I like the explanation. Somehow of like... I haven't decided though if the sparkly dust it left Bucciolati the sparkles the sparkle soul did it I think so it might I don't know so People is it like wear a lot of glitter in this anime you know like you know like in movies where you're like almost dead or you die and your soul leaves your body and then your ghost is watching your body there and yeah. watching everyone cry over you and stuff mm-hmm. and then sounds awesome and then someone is like it's not your time and then you go back yeah into your body and you wake up and you're like i'm gonna be a better person now <laughs> i think that's what happened to butcherati which you think though instead of a person it was just like a beetle like a gold beetle from Giorno's vest that was like, it's not your time. Imagine if that's what... I'm if, a beetle. Imagine if that's what that scene was. Imagine if it was Bucciolati like looking at himself and then like some healing... Beetle. Beetle. With or beetle. what if he went to the old like uh, version of Naples and um, Abacchio is there at the table and he's like, hey, Bruno. And then Bruno like walks out of uh, heaven and Abacchio's like, what the fuck? I thought you were going to stay here with me uh, in heaven, Naples. Ah, uh, but Abacchio died after Bruno died. Hmm. You got the timeline wrong. It's a great point, but I'm going to ignore it because time is not linear, Jackie. Time, ah! It goes um, back and forth 10 seconds at a time. Okay. That's right. Um, also, it's, fucking, a, it's a zigzagging time. <laughs> so it's also like when you sell your soul to the devil, you uh-huh. know, in media, like what, what you're happens? alive, but you have no soul. You just don't care about shit. You don't feel anything. Mm. Pucciolati cares though he still cares yeah I don't know what it is then just the blood leaked out almost it's kind of how it seems <laughs> but he still contains a lot of blood he sheds a lot of blood this hip he's a machine oh you're right wait does he yeah when he gets like punched in the belly by uh that's De- Giorno Secco no he's oh. fighting Secco he gets punched right, a lot right, right. and he bleeds from his mouth oh. and I was like I thought you didn't have any blood bro what is that he's been stuffing other people's blood back inside him to try yeah. and feel something nah it's anyway. juice Thanks for the email, Jay. Uh, This email is from Octavius, who is from Missouri. I didn't explain this well. He breaks down. I think he read the manga and then predicted how he thought chocolate would happen. 
Yeah, so Octavius wrote us before this episode came out and gave a prediction of how they think this will go. So Octavius, I don't know if you'll feel silly hearing this. Um, but, okay, wait. Step one, a villain theme will play when Chocolata reveals that he's still alive and about to kill Mista. That is that is true. Mm-hmm. The bullet... Hey, wait a minute. What? I'm reading this and I'm like... Hey, wait a minute. This isn't a prediction. This is just what happens. Write down my predictions of how this so then be down. Was his out. prediction like totally accurate? I I think he's joking. That's oh. what I think this is. Is that he's playing a prank. He's a real thoughtful prankster. But when did he send this email? I'm May twenty third. When when was that? That was It was Thursday. It was the day before. Yeah. Whoa. Now this person Spooky. this person read the manga. <laughs> I know, but I I think he's saying like how He's talking about the music and stuff. So he's predicting it, it will how like match up. Yeah. Yeah, he's predicting how the anime will oh, interpret the manga. Right, because he did write the he did read the manga, right? Yeah. Does it say that? Oh, by the way, this this person also says that their favorite moments of the podcast are when Mark is putting up with the antics of co-host Jackie and Miles. I know. So, <laughs> haha. I figured. Haha. Okay, yeah. I, I didn't understand this, Octavius, that, that you had read the manga and you were predicting then what the anime will do with it in terms of music and timing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And I think you were, you were close to right. I don't remember really if... I don't think a, there was a piano song playing when Giorno uh, talks his ass off for a while. And they're both like, we were wasting time together <laughs> against each other. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Octavius. <laughs> that is what that was. Roughly 40 to 50 seconds of pummeling. I heard it was 40 seconds, actually. So That's uh, so long. Octavius asks, if you could speak to Araki himself, what would you say to him? And what would you ask him? I would be curious if he would ever want to do like... Um, like a Batman Begins style like reboot of this where he like Ooh. addresses all of the inconsistencies maybe. But wait, mm-hmm. isn't Batman Begins... Which one's Batman Begins? The, the first Christopher Nolan one. Yeah. But oh, I mean like right. comic books are always like those movies are always rebooting themselves yeah. mm. because like the history of comic books is so long and like yeah. they have to retcon everything. And, and like, nothing beats a good origin story. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Those are, origin stories are great. Yeah, because yeah. it's like things just get so complicated, you know, and sometimes you just got to take Avril it back, Levine? To, back to basics. No, that's not happening. No. I think we already use that anyway. What? Yeah, because a lot of shit on this uh, anime is fucking complicated. It's so complicated. Yeah, I don't know why they have to be that way. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, Octavius then used, there's this big craze going around now. People are making tier lists of stuff. Wait. Yep. I didn't get to say what I would ask him. Oh, none of us really did. That was only Miles. You go ahead. (laughs) Um, does he know English? I think all I could say to him is, sore wanandesca. That's it. What is that? (laughs) Yeah. What is that? What is that? (laughs) What the hell is this shit? What is this? Um... (laughs) If he spoke English, I'm sure he has a translator okay. or Google Translate. Okay. Then it comes out wrong. What would you ask? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I would ask uh, I think if I, there are things he wished he would have done differently in the manga. Um, if there are things he still wants to explore. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. What would you do differently? What is like the biggest change that you did to a character or power while writing and was mm-hmm. just like, oh, shit, I really painted myself into a corner. Hopefully no one's too mad. Mm-hmm. Like, Jorno power erase, you know, being, like, changed or the way people look, you know. I would I would ask him to consider making a Lisa Lisa prequel <laughs> origin story. That would be cool. Arc. That would be cool. The only problem is now is that with stands and shit, it's so complicated. And Hamon is like, we all know what Hamon does. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of you kind of get it somehow it goes through walls but anyway i don't know maybe she can go visit that asteroid that gave everybody stand powers oh, or something Mickey Taka's pulling ice cream out of a briefcase <laughs> uh turning into dice but i think realistically i'd be so overwhelmed with emotion that i wouldn't be able to talk Needing to him Araki? i wouldn't be able to talk to him i can't talk to anybody that's like even mildly a celebrity <laughs> yeah all i know about when i see someone famous in public i just realize how short they are 
Mm. I don't know why I always picture famous people. I guess it comes from being a kid and thinking well, like, about this stuff. I just picture screen, them being taller than me. On the big screen, you, you imagine them being like Amazonian people. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> think That's what I picture. I picture that they need to look like, just like five feet taller than they are. <laughs> just, just to explain in our theater. The movies I watch with Jackie, it says actual size um, <laughs> before every movie. Are you disappointed when like things end up on Netflix and you're like, oh, they're not as big? Uh, yeah, they shrunk into my TV. <laughs> <laughs> my TV is still like a human on my TV is still bigger than a human in real well, life. Well, it depends on the shot. Yes. It's a close up like, oh my God, <laughs> their eyes the size of my TV. <laughs> the, their eyes the size of my head. That's what I think people, celebrities There are, are definitely like. people who have this sort of brain damage, <laughs> no. this sort of problem where they're like, I don't understand relative size. No. Things are always how big they are from the same know. distance. I don't know if you're making fun of me, if you're making fun of people with disabilities. I'm making fun of those thoughts being connected. That's all. All right. No one is to blame. <laughs> no one is to blame. I mean to hurt no one. Okay. Uh, Octavius also included a tier list. I don't understand this. Explain this a, chart a, to me. A tier list is just, it's like usually used for video games, like competitive video games where you go like, this is the best character. Like they have a very few flaws. Mm. They beat the other characters pretty consistently. They have very few bad matchups. Like, yeah, right. They don't have they don't have uh, bad uh, matchups. They don't have a lot of weaknesses. They're right. very difficult to beat, um, and they can very they can more easily beat other characters because they so, have an advantage over other characters. Right, and then some people use tiers, which means that you can stratify certain levels. Like you can say like this is the best, mm-hmm. but then these two are are equal. So what they did was they did the ending theme songs because uh, a lot of people rate the openings because they're original music, but. This person rated the uh, ending song, so pop music, said, uh, well, number one is the Oingo Boingo theme. We should share this on Twitter. That's the S uh, tier. I uh, Look, it's up there, but I don't know. Um, that's oh, I'm sorry, that's God tier. S tier is Roundabout by Yes, okay. which is from uh, season one. And they tied that with Enigma, the current ED, which I think is just, that's bizarre. Uh a tier is Savage Gardens I Want You from part four, tied with Pat Metheny's Long Train Home. Long Train Home is is S tier for me. Yeah, I would have to say it's it's S tier or God tier. Uh, B tier is uh, Bangles, Walk Like an Egyptian from uh, part three. And uh, P.S. I'm Horny tier is uh, <laughs> Freaking You. Yes. That makes sense to me. I'll take that. Aren't they missing one? I'm trying to think if they're missing any. No, maybe not. That might be it. <laughs> Thanks for writing. What else do we got? This is from Link. Link. Link, Link says they're a first time, long time. First time writer, long time listener. Hello, thanks have for you, both. Have you tried to introduce JoJo to any of your friends or coworkers, present company, present company excluded? P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I am taken to a place where your crystal mind and magenta feelings take up shelter in the never mind. I don't know what that means. Sorry, but people have done that one before. I hate to say it. Catch it up. Catch up. Catch up. It's not a bad instinct, but... Catch up. I have tried to introduce Jojo to one coworker in particular, and he doesn't want to watch it. So Mm. it didn't work. Aside from you two... um, by the way, I said you two, not Mewtwo. Uh, I've tried to push people. People don't want to do it, and I can't figure out exactly what it is. I think it's just part one is a little too corny, maybe, or uh, maybe they're homophobic. Hmm. Um, I, I'm not really sure what it is. We've had some friends start it and then go, I stopped. And I'm like, that's bananas. You do have a lot of homophobic friends and coworkers. <laughs> yeah, that's... um. I'm not even going to joke about that. If someone is like specifically like, oh, I'm looking for a show or I'm looking for another anime to watch, then maybe if it's the, if I, if, if I think it's their kind of thing, but generally I'm, I leave people alone because I don't like it when people push things onto me. Pretty much if I hear anyone watches anime, I go, have you watched JoJo's? Yeah. Huh? Huh? You watch it? Why haven't you watched it yet? That's, uh, that's pretty much what I do, too. It comes up a lot for me, though, only because I'll, like, mention, oh, yeah, I'm recording my podcast this weekend or whatever. And people are like, oh, you have a podcast? What's it about? Like, it's an anime. F- usually, finance. Then you have you, to look at their face and, usually, and go like, oh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, usually I'm talking to somebody who's like, 
I've never seen an anime. Just a, uh, just a big dry swallow, like. Every, oh, it's about uh every <laughs> once in anime. a while every, it's it's mostly like oh i don't watch anime but every once in a while the person will be like i've heard of that <laughs> and that's a win that's a win if they have heard of jojo's no, i scream in their face liar this email is from polaris who asks does anyone feel bad for Seko? Seko reminds me of a dog and i feel a bit sad that he lost his master even though he was a monster and that i love you at the end as well Whoa. No, and that I love you at the end as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. I like that. Oh, okay. I love the way you. you wrote that, it sounded like you're saying Polaris was like, also, I love you guys. <laughs> hey, I love you guys. All right. <laughs> also, if you were to rewriting a season of JoJo, which would it be and what would you change about it? P.S. Are you guys horny? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, sometimes I'm horny. I'm okay. Constant horn. I'm okay right now. Uh, if I were to rewrite seasons i think we've gone over basically just like the things that we're like what the fuck is this yeah we're rewriting every season of jojo's via this podcast part one skip jonathan being a little baby being a coward part two give lisa lisa something to do in the last like quarter yeah i would rewrite part two i would rewrite part two to have less nazis and more Lisa Lisa kicking ass. Less sympathetic Nazis. We can I was going to say, I'm fine with like the Nazi can, stuff because the technology keep, is interesting. We can keep them, but like, let's make them less sympathetic and let's make Lisa Lisa more badass. Like actually seeing her being more badass. Yeah, she's kind of just a lot of posturing, you know, mm-hmm. in season in it's part a lot two. Of, it's a lot of like, oh my God, this person is the best, whatever, whatever. Like Telling, not showing, yeah. Yeah. That's just not little, as fun. A little more showing little less nazi part sympathy. three <laughs> i might i would cut out some fights i think that's really the main thing it's cutting out fights and maybe make it more clear that Smokey is abdul no don't no. do that um hmm i don't know what i would do with jotaro i think i would cut out some poop jokes i would kill yeah. abdul only once too yeah you only need that once um mm-hmm. no i like killing abdul twice no so weird it's it's silly i was shot in the head and they took me to a hospital and didn't tell anyone because that would make it bad (laughs) part four i would make koichi learn a lesson in trusting people who tried to murder their family uh and then maybe i or i would kill him (laughs) by learning by learn a lesson i mean die he would get shot a million times and he'd be like you're right jackie exactly exactly um yeah, I think I might just re- rewrite Koichi's memory to just make J- Josuke not look so much like Josuke in that, or Josuke's savior not look so much like Josuke, or just not have that part because it makes me think something's going to tie back around and it doesn't. I would definitely get rid of write, rock paper scissors. I would write in a love story uh, between uh, Josuke and was it Josuke? No, Jotaro and yeah, Rohan. Josuke. Oh, okay. Is it who did I? I liked. It was a Jotaro I think you, and Rohan because no, they hated each no, other. No, you like yeah, you like Josuke Rohan. Oh, Josuke was it Josuke? Yes, they hated they hated each other. Yes, yes, them with like an explicit sex scene, like a twenty minute long. <laughs> no, no, just like something sweet, just something sweet. Mm-mm. Why not? All right, fine. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, but short. <laughs> Let's not just make like, this just not a love manga. I don't want that. No, 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 no. Like just a sweet moment. Okay. We, we can cut out like a poop joke or something and insert just like a sweet moment where like the, he, his hand brushes against the other one's hand or something. Mm, like, just like uh, just like something like subtle. Like in this episode where these two perverts love each other. They're not. Leave them alone. Don't kink shame, Mark. These two fucking <laughs> sadomasochists. What's what? wrong with that, Mark? Okay, Jackie, we have to have a talk. <laughs> I mean, it's not my thing, but it's somebody's thing. They hurt other people. Yeah, but that's not part that's of it. That's not part of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? So, 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 like, sex is, as long as sex is a consensual thing where everybody is, like, okay with it, then it's fine. They murder people and film Murdering it. Murdering people is a that's different, different part. That's it's different. No, no separate that's from part, their relationships with each other. That's part of the fetish I'm is they kill about, people. I'm talking about their relationship only. The killing other people is not consensual. <laughs> I guess. Okay, but okay. But their relationship is... A beautiful thing it's still a toxic <laughs> relationship because they help each other hurt other people and i don't like that i'm glad they get along oh i like it <laughs> very happy for fucking adolf hitler and eva braun or whoever i think if you're 
gonna murder Whoa. people. <laughs> I think if you're gonna murder people, you should do it together. You know? Yeah. No. You should no. Is there no option C? Guys. Damn it. Murderers deserve Love. each other. Healthy sex lives. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Bernie Sanders hum- over here. We're all human. Miles Damn. wants prisoners to vote and be in loving relationships. <laughs> Uh, I am joking. I won't tell you in what direction. Anyway, um, what the fuck are we talking about? I don't. The next email. Oh, rewriting and stuff. Uh, yeah, and I make Jorno less uh less boring and less broken in this season. Uh, yes. That's how I feel. I would give Trish more lines in yeah. the first half of this. Yeah, more shit to do. Yeah, in the first half of this. Uh. I also still like the idea of her power being uh, a Black Widow kind of, you know, like the the Black Widow power in Fallout where you can influence men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that. <laughs> I, want, I want the mysterious stranger power where a guy shows up with a revolver, but like it's glitchy. So a fifth of the time he just shows up and stares into the distance and the person doesn't die. Oh, does like, that happen? I've never gotten. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never gotten stranger the Stranger fires off into the distance. I've never like, gotten that one. Yeah. Maybe it's a frame rate thing. I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, um, this has been Fallout Talk. Fallout Talk. I've never uh, played it. Well, whatever. It's pretty good. Is it on Nintendo? No. Well, no. I mean, the first one was on like PC. Is it on the internet? Mm, <laughs> it's on Steam. So, ooh, what are we doing? This is Bizarre the Buccaneer. The last one. Why'd you scroll? No. I don't know. Uh, this is from Bazaar Buccaneer. Uh, we finally got it. The seven-page Jorno Yell was one of my most anticipated parts to be animated, and I and I wasn't let down. The scene is roughly forty seconds from start to finish, and it's it's amazing uh, all the way through. Also, I think Jorno is becoming more like Mega Man each fight, learning something from every opponent he's faced. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, just by fighting a doctor, he can name every bone and vessel in his body for some reason. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Remember when Yo. you fought that zoologist in the beginning? Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, where the fuck was I? Uh, keep up the great work and get ready for some extremely bizarre moments coming up. What? It gets more bizarre? Uh, of course it does. P.S. I'm almost as horny as that stag beetle, beetle, beetle that wounded Chocolat. Pretty good. Best one of the week, IMO. Pretty good. Good one. Good one. Uh, Horny sag beetle. We'll we'll talk about the beatdown later. I have a bunch of things to say about that, I'm sure. I have a question about the beatdown. Yes. Um, Is this the... Because he's punched people before. Does he always say Muda? I thought he said something else. No, he does say Muda. He does say Muda. Muda. It's Bruno says Adi, 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 Adi. But he's always said Muda? Yes. Yeah. Oh. We just haven't seen him really do anything in a while. Oh. Because yeah, that was Dio's it. thing, so he gets it from his daddy. Well, one yeah. of his daddies. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's got double daddies. Out in the street, they call it daddy. Muda. You fucked it up. I had a so much better of a joke, and you shit on it, daddy. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going, Mark, but I like where you were going. But I also like Miles ruining it. <laughs> great. Like this like, is why we're a great team, the three of us. Like the moon over day, my genius and brawn are lost on these fools. <laughs> yep. That is Bowser's line from Mario RPG when you're in the factory. Oh, really? Pretty yeah, cool. he's, he says it in a haiku though, and I don't remember it. Oh, I love the haiku. I think it's like moon over day, my genius and brawn are lost over these. No on these something fools. I not. love that Bowser writes a haiku. Yeah, it's great. About his feelings. Bowser's the best. Anyway. Is it time to talk about the episode itself now? Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is Green Tea and Sanctuary Part 2, Episode Yosh. 31. Uh, it starts with a very quick recap. Very quick. It's like... Yeah, really. It's like Butcherati's in a car. Now he's in a helicopter. Now Green Tea is uh, killing things. And they're like, we're going to kill whoever's in Rome and all this stuff. And then we get the the intro. And so the music plays. Mark skips over it because uh, that's what happened. And yeah. Then- <laughs> well, we were, were running out of time. You know, we had to get ready for Miles. Mm-hmm. We had to be presentable. Right. For our friend Miles. Right. And uh, that song is boring. Uh, Gangsta. Seko is in a hole. Wait, I've decided that I like Green Day. What do you mean? The band? I know it's not appropriate for this moment, but I think I like how he looks. Oh. You like 
Wait, but Green Day, you mean the stand? Yeah. He just looks like a bunch of recycled old clothes. He like looks he like stitched a... stitched together dirty laundry. Oh, he looks like a cactus to me, but one that's like smiling and he has steam coming out of his head and I think that's cute. <laughs> it makes it seem like he's mad. <laughs> he's like a cactuar all fire, fire, yes. fired up from Final Fantasy. So Seko is in a hole and he's like, I'll take care of you, Bucciolati. Bucciolati. And then Bucciolati and Seko are talking or something. I don't know. They're fighting each other. And Seko is like, how did you fucking get, you know, you're so clever. How did you get away from me last time? You're he so says cleaver. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's fucking up. He I don't says know what he says cleaver, then lever. It's totally different, he but I'm not sure. He goes something so beaver and I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> he's like clever. He's like cleaver. No, lever. Beaver. Yeah, he just does a bunch. It's it's a totally different pun in Japanese, but I don't know what it is. Does he can't I bet it was things. hilarious. And then and then Bucciolati corrects him and uh Yeah, I Seko love that when he's like, like, Do you mean clever? <laughs> he's like, uh, you mean clever? And he's like, Ah, why do you correct me? Whatever, whatever. Um and he's like, I need to video this. And we learn that Seko's suit has pockets, which is great. Because it's like... <laughs> I didn't notice that. You didn't notice that? No. He pulls a camcorder out of his thigh pocket. That's nice. Um, his, his suit is like skin tight. How does he fit an entire camcorder in his thigh pocket? Maybe he's like Robocop, where the thigh <laughs> just holds the pistol. It's inside. No, those like fancy leggings that women wear now, they have pockets. What are fancy leggings? I'm unfamiliar. For the, oh, from like Lululemon. Yeah. From like whatever those other companies I are. I just thought they were leggings. I didn't know they had pockets. From the Wailing Baby Company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listeners, wonder. shout out to the fucking babies <laughs> across the hall that just yell all day. They they like are actually in the hallway. They're not like in their own apartment. Like, you know. Right. Like you across know? the hall, if they're yelling in their apartment, that's their God-given right as babies. Right. And it's a Saturday and everyone's home, I know. But if you're a parent, don't put your child in front of our door. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, the door is <laughs> not a bank chi- fault. Don't put your, your child in front of our... Let's. You what know, if I just went out there right now and started also- like, <laughs> staple gunning up some carpet, like soundproof, yeah. just on the other side of the door? Just, well, I was going to do think- this anyway. Uh, what I really want to do, but I think that we would be the only ones who got in trouble, is if we like like just had like a porn like sex, sex noises and then just put that like right up against the door so anytime and then like just turn it on anytime there's a child crying we just like turn on the porn music honestly when i play tetris <laughs> 99 moaning sounds when i play tetris 99 and i get upset and scream at yeah. it uh i'm like oh, i don't really care because the people who might hear it and be bothered by it um have a noise machine right they have an lrad machine that they just right. blast from the hallway Hey, right. don't get so upset at Tetris. It's just... Mark does get really I, upset. Don't get me started. It's just the game is like genius and yet poorly constructed and explained. And people are mean. Anyway. <laughs> but that's that's not as important. If I knew what the fuck was happening half the time, I'd be like, I understand your combat skills are besting mine. That's fine. But I'm just like, why? How? yeah sorry jackie i know you want to talk about the episode the baby stopped crying anyway um so seko pulls the camcorder out of oh no there's the baby again um seko pulls the camcorder out of his hammer space pocket and uh but while he's doing that (laughs) butchelotti is just like sticky fingers and he just like gets sticky fingers to punch seko which is like god finally because like people like they're always giving each other time to like talk and like do things like no he's like uh all right i'm not gonna wait for you to get your camcorder out i'm just gonna punch you but we see now why they do this mm-hmm. because he gets counterattacked, he gets kicked in the face yes by seko so that's that's why in, in animes they are always letting the other person powered up because mm-hmm. they might get slapped and we learn that Seko is super fast because he's like, choo, 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 and he's doing all kinds of moves and he's being all fast. And so Seko's really fast. And who says this? Was it Bujolati or the narrator or something is like... He's uh, using his elbows against the elastic ground and stuff? Right. That's Bujolati. Yeah. So he realizes that Seko can kind of use the ground, the elastic ground to like um, increase the velocity of his punches. And, and he compares it, Bucciolati compares it to a boxer using the ring ropes to increase the power of his punches, which makes me ask, when do boxers do that? Yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> See, you've watched probably more boxing than I have. And so I was like, oh, I guess that's a thing they do. I Nobody feel- like bounces off the ring to like power up their punches. I think, Is I've, he seen watching it wrestling? In, I think I've seen it in cartoons. In like, yeah, yeah, like pro wrestling they do it, I guess. That, that must be it. 
That must be it. Oh yeah, and so 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 Seko goes to punch. So they're they're fighting whatever, and then Seko goes to punch Bucciolati, and Bucciolati zips the ground and like falls. Um, and yeah, he unzips a chunk of the concrete or asphalt or whatever. Yeah, and Seko is like, "Dude, <laughs> why aren't you getting all Green Dayed up in here? Why aren't you getting moldy? Why aren't you getting all moldy?" And um, ah, and then whatever we cut to Seca no we cut to chocolata he's in the helicopter mista and giorno are there ish they're down like looking up and mista shoots up into no they're like on the roof or something and they go to shoot into the helicopter and but then chocolata's gone and the bullets are like Hey, there's something wrong <laughs> like the the bullets get a lot of time in this episode yeah they do they're like yeah. They they ricochet around the helicopter. They can't find him, so they just like fly through a bunch of stuff for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And then they just get like cut in half like Two down the three. middle. 2 and 3 get cut all like in half and 5 is freaking out and Mista is like shooting blood out of everywhere. I don't yeah. get how they get cut. Um I believe like at this time we don't know and they're like, "What do they have? T- what does he have two stand powers cuz he's like hidden or whatever?" Yeah, and he says each stand should have only one ability and i said fuck out of here yeah well yeah that was great yeah because like what do you mean every every stand should have one ability meanwhile we have giorno who has like five powers i was like do you watch this show yeah the the bullets just go back and they don't know what's going they just know about their own stand maybe yeah i'm under they go back into the gun and that's it i'm under the impression that it's the scalpel is that somehow Seco uh, uh, Chocolata is hidden and has a scalpel because he's a surgeon. He's been cutting himself. Okay, then how can he cut stands with a scalpel? I thought only stands could hurt other stands. Or is that another rule? It's a stand scalpel. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know, man. Is that even still a rule? Is that still a thing? I don't know anymore. Is the mold? Yeah, you're right. Because that, that's why the pistol would worry about the... Would, would talk about the stand power. Because he should only be... Okay, so what I read at one point was that the manga shows you a little bit more about this thing. So I'm going to quickly... I was opening it already. I'm going to see if I can figure this out. Uh, yeah, I looked in the manga. It's really... It's just a little bit more explicit. Maybe that's what I meant. Is just that you see the pistols like bleeding as like a cut in half. That sort of shit. Uh, what, do um, we know what why they got cut? It's just like... It looks like some sort of like... I don't know if the bullets are them, but it looks like these sort of like projectiles are flying through them, cutting them. I don't know. I still think it's a, a scalpel because one of the sex pistols says like how are we getting cut like how is this happening i don't know neither do i it's a mold knife they never explain it yep why would they do that i don't know that takes time um and so mista is full of bleeding and but i no longer have any fear of him dying (laughs) mista why because he's never gonna die because he's been hurt worse before Mm. and has not died and i just think he'll never die okay we'll see um and so then uh number five comes and talks to them and they're like oh yeah whatever and then uh giorno i don't know they, they talk about some stuff and giorno he is goes, Mista! <laughs> and i was watching it and mary was like why does it have such a creepy voice <laughs> i don't know um great question uh and so giorno is like Chocolata captured the bullets because he knows that the stand needs to come back to Bucciolati in order for Giorno to be able to heal him. So he can't heal him. But I'm like, why can't he just heal him? <laughs> like, Giorno can heal anything. I don't know. Like, I feel like Giorno can... He reg- can't heal the stand? He can regrow your body parts and stuff. He can, like, patch up your holes. I think he can. I don't know. I think he, I guess he has to cancel his stand. He has to like bring it back, mm-hmm. bring it back, uh, in order to be healed for some reason. Like All the right. healing just won't work. Uh, and Mista gives a bullet to number five. I don't remember why, but G- G- Giorno. Oh, to go help Giorno. Okay, and Giorno goes and he climbs the tree, and then it becomes the Giorno and number five show. Because Which I love. <laughs> they're together. I, I, each other. I like more, we mentioned this last episode, I think, but I like when good guys team up their stands. Yeah. And it should have happened more. And so I, I, I don't remember this, but I wrote it down. So I'm going to say it. Uh, <laughs> gold experience punches the helicopter, question mark. 
I guess that happens. He uses his power to like detect whether there's life in the helicopter too. I oh. don't know if that's what you mean, but no, I think he hits it more and grows more branches. Doesn't that happen? Uh, well, he looks inside the helicopter and he sees that he's not, he's gone and he's like, you know, where is he hiding? And then he looks and he sees the scalpel Yeah, he does. He grows more trees. Sorry. I was looking okay. it up. And then he sees the scalpel and stuff inside and he's like, oh, he's a doctor. <laughs> uh, so am I. And I mean, how do you, <laughs> you know, he, he could have stolen supplies or something. You don't know he's a doctor. But anyway, um, the enemy is, ident- oh yeah, number one is like all cut up and is like, the enemy's identity is don't get closer it's a trap that's what he says pretty um, good yeah and then uh chocolata goes like because giorno's like in the helicopter and chocolata go like kind of creeps up to where he's not looking and tries to karate chop him and then giorno punches or something i don't know and then chocolata like partially floats away like it's like his upper body and his spine well, yeah we saw him stab himself a bunch <laughs> like what he the stabbed hell is, himself what he's, is this? he's cutting himself apart and then using the mold to seal up the important veins or arteries that would kill him and Which also is some bullshit also i guess the mold like manipulates your muscles so yeah. that's how he's able to control his like severed hand and severed foot is that how I, yeah. I decided that. Also, I, I so. know it's some of it's censorship and stuff, but he has the cleanest spine I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's one of the cleanest spines I've seen. It's not It's not the cleanest <laughs> to you? What was the cleanest spine you've ever seen, Miles? I think my spine is pretty clean. Really? You yeah. took it out and took a look? Yeah, I'll take it out right now. Oh, ew, 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 put it back. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's a thing, I guess. He uses, he uses the one hand to like punch Jorno or something. Yeah, the one arm. I was outraged by this. Why? Because like, it is where ju- is the force from this coming from? From yeah. this punch? Why can't he just throw the arm away? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand how he is able to stitch everything back up later. Yeah. So in the manga, the pieces like, just the pieces just fall back together. In the anime, they added those stitches because I wrote that down too. I was like, "Who the fuck is doing the stitching?" Oh yeah, but and <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool, it's, it's a cool effect. Yeah, with stitching, one hand, stitching makes it make more sense, but still no sense. <laughs> and also, if I if you cut off my entire arm, okay. you can't you can't just plop it back in and have it work normally when all of like the nerves and all of the muscles and everything is severed. Like you can't just. My brain can no longer control that arm, you know? Correct. So. <laughs> Maybe the mold unless, is still in there manipulating it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's just a mold man. Yeah. yeah he's just all mold his, inside. His mold power is OP. <laughs> his, too his, powerful. his mold is like, what is it? A flex, flexi fill? That sealant gun? What is that called? Too powerful. I don't know. Something. Um, and so then Gio, uh, Giorno almost falls. I keep, I write him, I call him Gio in my notes, but Giorno. Gio is cooler. <laughs> Giorno almost falls out of the helicopter and he starts to get moldy hair. Um, so there's that. Which seems like it sucks. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Giorno's like head is hanging out of the helicopter. His hair is getting all moldy and Chocolata starts talking about like times when he's felt blessed and like the idea of feeling blessed. And he's like, I feel blessed when, you know, I can turn my despair around. Like when I have a bad situation and then I'm able to turn that around, I feel blessed. And then uh, Giorno starts to climb up and he's like, don't you dare climb up. I'm not done talking. By the way, I was thinking of fix a flat. Oh, good. Also Loctite. Glad you looked that up. A little bit better. Got it. Anyway. So Giorno tries to climb up. He's like, don't you dare climb up. I'm talking about feeling blessed. You Stop gotta right listen. there. You gotta listen to me. <laughs> and this is, this is when he stitches himself up. So he stitches himself all back together. And then he's like, the other time I feel blessed is when I see someone in despair. And then he cuts up Giorno is what I wrote down. Well, he does a few things and I don't remember the order. It doesn't matter. Uh, I have decided yeah. He he like tilts the helicopter down, which causes. Oh no, that's after the branch is grown. Somehow right, he kicks so him. The he next kicks part him. is the branch part. At one point he kicks him. Okay. Straight up, just bah, get out of here. He's like, don't mm-hmm. you fucking come in here. And he's falling down. And Sex Pistols number five had been carrying a bullet because Mista was like, go ahead, take this bullet. And so Pistols fires the bullet somehow. I guess he punts the fusion cap in the so back. So he doesn't even need a gun. He could just have a stand, yep. kick the bullets. You could just throw them at people and then they, yeah. 
uh, which would be wildly inaccurate, by the way, due to the lack of rifling. And <clears throat> um, so the bullet then goes through Giorno's hand, uh, but that means he touched it, and so Giorno is able to convert the bullet into uh, a living part of a tree, a branch, uh-huh, uh-huh. basically. And I thought that was cool. This feels like that was cool. That is part of the stand. That is how uh-huh. it works. Good. Good. So he following the rules. He uses it then to connect to the helicopter, and then he's on top of it, so he's not falling down because he's if he a- falls beneath a certain height, he's going to get right. molded. He's out on a limb. Very good. <laughs> then he walks in a little bit, and at some point, uh, this is where Chocolata tilts the helicopter forward. Mm-hmm. He adjusts the, what is it, Miles pitch or the yaw? Which is it? I don't know. Oh, God. And then <laughs> because the tree is living, it also gets moldy. Right. And so then Giorno falls off. Yes. But manages to kick some of the pieces of the, the branch, yeah. which of course is like, oh, no. And number five also falls after him and... Uh, and uh, Chocolat is like, show me your despair. And that's when the bullet or whatever, the branch goes through. Yeah. So somehow when I see when I saw him kick up the two pieces of the branch or whatever, like kick them towards the helicopter, I was like, oh, fuck, those are both becoming something, you know, mm. anything Giorno touches. Just watch out, man. Yeah. Um. So Giorno had, you know, got the bullet through his hand, turned it into a branch the branch molded and broke apart and became dead and he kicked a piece of it up into the air and then it became a bullet again. Here's With the thing about the same plots. momentum as it had before. Right. So a, a bullet isn't really just a bullet. It's the whole cartridge. It includes wadding, gunpowder, the casing, the fusion cap, and all that stuff I just listed is what causes an explosion to happen and launch the bullet. So if Jorno caught the actual bullet, it's just a piece of metal. These look like hollow points though, which is nasty. Um, but then somehow when reforming the branch into a bullet, it also either a maintained its momentum, which yeah. what have we ever mm-hmm. seen that? Cause I think he says later, like it wanted to go back. I don't know. No, that's something else. Mm-hmm. Or B it reformed maybe, with the, with no. the explosive part intact. I was going to say maybe number five kicked it, but number five was like going down after Jordan. Right. Even if it did form with the whole casing and, and the explosives in it, then who fired the bullet? Yeah. Did he kick another tiny branch into the back of the bullet? <laughs> Did we check the grassy knoll? <laughs> That's right. Open up the Zapruder anime. And uh, no one, has anyone ever put those two uh, words together, do you think? The Zapruder anime? Has I don't anyone think so. done an anime of the Zapruder footage from the JFK assassination? They should. If so, write in <laughs> and send it to us. Anyway, yeah, the bullet then shoots through Chocolata's uh, head, but through his face, really. Through yeah. his face. And then Jorno we all knew he lived, right? Yeah. Yes. And then... Jorno as he's falling, yeah, of course. And then Jorno as he's falling, people don't die in the show. Jorno <laughs> uh, as he's falling is like, I don't feel blessed. I've been winning from the start, which oh. is cute. Oh, anyway. Oh, is that what he said? I didn't get it. Yeah. And then, and then, so everybody falls on the ground, and everybody's fine. Uh, you know, the bullet's fine. Jorno's fine. Whatever. Everyone's Jorno's fine. not fine. He gives himself a complete diagnosis. <laughs> well, yeah, that's coming. Uh, Chocolata is like on the tree branch looking dead. He's got a hole. But <laughs> he's got a hole in his face. But Jorno is like, you're pretending to be dead. Uh, and Jorno is like telling him everything about his own injuries for some reason. He's just talking. And I'm writing this down like, why is Jorno talking so much? Why is he telling this doctor what parts of his body are hurt you know, and like the anime goes and does an x-ray on him and everything. Love it, too, love it. Which is great. Um, He's got a hole in his lung, a uh, severed subclavial vein, shattered bones in his hand and four of his ribs. Are you a doctor? Uh, no, I just remember stuff. Uh, he's he's pretty fucked up. That's my diagnosis. You right. are fucked up. Right. And so he's like, my stand, gold experience can end you. Uh fucking mark you should use the song pretend we're dead by l7 l7 no what just listen to it all right uh if you stay i'm going to incapacitate oh like if you stay without moving i'm going to incapacitate you is what jorno says but if you move i'm going to kill you or whatever right and then chocolate like and so then um jorno starts to come up towards chocolata he's still not moving but then chocolata is like Haha, look behind you. I was playing dead. Um, <coughs> and <laughs> during this, during while like Jorna was like talking and stuff, uh, Chocolata let his arm float away and 
attack his arm jumped out of the helicopter <laughs> right landed and then ran across the rooftop like thing from yeah. adam's family yeah and then and then the arm took Mista and the turtle hostage. What? How, how was me? Where's Mista? Why? Why did Mista get beat up by an arm? How did? Where was he? He's he laying down. Like lying he's almost. Down. He's, he's like eighty percent dead. Or he was badly wounded. All right. He was badly wounded. When he was five sixths dead. Remember, all the bullets got chopped up. All the sex oh, pistols. Oh, that's right. Oh, and they just left him there. Fuck. Yeah, Jorno, he yeah he said, "I'm going to leave the turtle, Narancha, and Trish with you." And then, Bucciolati. Is, then when he leaves Bucciolati's like pistol you go with him pistol everybody's all injured because Narancia's injured Mista's injured yeah Almost. high body count right now yeah Jorno needs to patch everybody up a lot of people on the injured list wait why can't Jorno patch up Narancia oh because I think he, he did because he he's has, still recovering he's moldy okay um anyway so yeah so he took the turtle and Mista hostage and number five is like <laughs> at this point because he's like upset that mista is in trouble and then uh giorno is like i kept talking so i could finish you and chocolate is like but you said if i stood still that you wouldn't and he's like you really thought you'd be that lucky you fucking piece of disgusting piece of trash or whatever he calls him and then he mudas for like five years uh and wait do we get to the beetle Oh yeah, no. Yeah, we missed the beetle part. We missed the beetle. The beetle. So yeah, when down? when when Chocolata is like, haha, while you were talking, I had my arm creep over and hold people hostage. Oh yeah. And Jorno's like, I when I was talking, I had the bullet that went through your head turn into a beetle that tried to come back. I don't understand this part. Does anyone understand this? So was the bullet still lodged in his head? And then he turned it into a beetle, which grew into a bigger beetle and blew up his head. That's what I understood. I thought there was an exit wound. I could have sworn. Maybe the beetle just fucking flew out of his head into his brain. I guess it was still in his head, looking this over, reading something off the wiki. The Jojo wiki. There were like images of the beetle becoming like a larva into a beetle. Which I think was just to show the process of like what happens in an instant with golden wind. Okay. Because yeah, Jorno normally does not have to wait for things to grow. So I think that was an entry wound that we saw. Yeah, I guess so. Because it was on the front hole. of his face. Yeah, okay. I thought we saw like, I thought we saw it go through his head. But. And then I thought we did too, but uh, it did not. It lodged yeah. inside his soft little head and sprouted into a hard beetle. Yeah, a stag beetle bursts out of his head, um, which they can't do that. They're not strong enough to hey. do that. Stag beetles, you could do whatever you want. Don't listen to Mark. I think a stag beetle can beat up your brain once it's already in your head. I think it could beat up your I brain. I think my dad could beat up your stag beetle. Hey. Anyway, so whatever. And then he just mood us forever. A um, long time. Right. Okay. Here's, Which is great. Here's the thing great. about that Muda sequence. Love the Mudas. In the weekly comic, it was a certain amount of pages. When the compilation volume came out, for everyone else to be collected into a book, Araki added two pages to it. <laughs> it was five pages in the weekly Shonen Jump version, and then Araki created a double-page spread. So instead of it being like, you know, there's multiple panels on one page or whatever, he was like, I want to do a double-page spread of this guy getting his ass kicked. <laughs> so that's this is where it becomes seven pages. Um, it is one of the most well-known and referenced uh, parts of part five. Is just this ridiculous beatdown, and I think it's in part because uh, Chocolata is just the biggest piece of shit to the point where even Diavolo is like, "That guy sucks. I hate that guy." Um, I think this was touted. They were like, "This is the first seven-page beatdown in the history of Weekly Shonen Jump." Wow. Like, uh, well, not Weekly, but in Shonen Jump history, this is the longest beatdown. I did the math. The chapter is twenty pages. This is seven. That means that what is it? Thirty-five percent. More than a third. Yeah. If I were getting this weekly, and I know it was only five pages in the in the uh, in the weekly comic, but imagine getting this chapter, and you're just like, "What the? F- what happened? <laughs> what happened in this chapter? Nothing." And and by that by that math as well, if it was thirty five percent in the Tonkobone version, uh, we should have gotten almost nine minutes of Muda this episode, <laughs> based on how long uh, I would have loved that anime episodes run. I I thought that would have been great. I also would have loved it if we like zoomed in to Chocolata's head like into his face and he was like this sucks <laughs> fuck I hate this 
<laughs> just like what is he thinking this let's, sucks worse let's, let's take let's get the mudas from every angle <laughs> yeah i i did like the uh that they took the opportunity to try like all these different angles of punching yeah. and stuff it's still i don't know i still liked better when jotaro beat up steely dan because we just watched jotaro plan his revenge the whole time when he was like lay down <laughs> and let me cross you like a bridge and i'm gonna hit you a bunch of times and then he just like signs a piece of paper or whatever after beating the shit out of him but this one is still also this is also satisfying did you guys notice he yelled re oh no yeah it's written in the manga as such it's subtitled here in the anime but i don't really think the voice actor actually lets out a re Mm. it's more just like a yell Mm. so i was a little annoyed at that Mm. but it's the only time we hear the son of dio uh use dio's or the vampire signature sound of re why does he do that what do you mean why would he say re he's not a vampire yeah but you know his dad was a part you know he was a vampire okay so i don't know it's a cool throwback reference <laughs> it is miles a cool it's very all right, cool. all right all right all right he gets a lot of things from that daddy and it's a rare reference back to dio so just enjoy it okay i, I enjoy like it all the dio references yeah i want dio to come back can he come back we've, okay we've been over this damn it aren't you tired of heartbreak <laughs> um anyway uh what happens so he gets thrown into the trash a garbage and i noticed on the garbage truck it said monday wednesday friday pickup which i think is pretty good for yeah yeah burnable trash specifically monday wednesday friday they should not burn trash that's not good well for this was a different time and then chocolata's phone starts ringing for yeah. example in this town trash only gets picked up once a week so mm. yeah which is lame and miles is a scumbag and puts his trash out early in the week and everyone has to smell it as they go home and we're like come on you know when the trash pickup is (laughs) chocolata's phone is ringing and seko is calling and seko is like it's 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 not he's not picking up and then seko wonder why notices that he has two voicemails um and he's listening to his voicemail he's like oh this is how i listen to voicemails um (laughs) everyone was learning back then in the late 90s or mid 90s yeah uh and in the voicemail chocolate is like i finished mista jorno is coming but it doesn't matter i'm gonna win and he's like he's like jorno's climbing up the tree gotta go (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and he's like i got two ice cubes for you Uh, just kidding sugar cubes sugar cubes he's like how many do you want is it two and you just see seko talking to the voicemail being like no more and he's like i'm just kidding i have five yeah and then we see that seko loves chocolata yeah right and he's like oh do you think you can catch them all with your mouth and then (laughs) he's like let's beat the boss like we can take over and like let's let's do all this stuff and be the best and then he's like oh journo's here gotta go i love you and then it's very nice i wrote that this is the most explicitly gay season, and I love it. Yep. Yay. Um, so. Wouldn't it have been great if we saw, um, like, when Giorno is climbing up to the helicopter, if we saw Chocolata um, calling Seko, <laughs> and then you just hear, like, the mailbox is full and cannot accept new messages. And he's like, ah. It's the worst feeling in the world. Are all the gay characters in this show bad guys? So uh, far, I think they are. No, I mean, like, all of the, like, the ones that seem explicitly confirmed, yes. Mm-hmm. But the good guys, it's, like, there's a ton of vague uh, gayness. Like who? Like what? Like when Giorno puts his hand, like, almost on, uh, Giorno almost puts his hand on Mista's crotch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, last episode when they're shooting the gun? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was a sweet moment. Mm-hmm. It would be moments like that is what I, I would write more moments like that into the season. That's how you rewrite it. Yeah, That's how I would rewrite it. Um, anyway. Um, so let's see. So he says, I love you. And Seko sees Bucha, Bucha uh, and he like, so he gets, he gets up out of his hole. He sees Bucciolati and then he like is making like this little growling noise. And I noticed that cause it's, I don't know. Why is he like, Argh. He's making like a little growling noise. That's um, what he does. He's an animal, partially. And then, so we see, okay, so Seko is looking at Bucciolati, so we know that they're going to fight next episode. And then you see a man looking through binoculars. Uh, this is the hacker man. He's at the Coliseum. Right. I see. So you see the hacker man did with they, binoculars. Did looking. they... Does, he's got tall white hair (laughs) he has 
uh, familiar haircut. We know who he is already. We know who he is already <laughs> because uh, it was spoiled for us. Uh, and that's it. That's the end of the episode. Yay. Yay. I'm, ex- Yay. I'm excited. I'm excited to see this character. Yeah. Uh, I, I have questions for him, but I'll wait. No. What questions could you possibly have? Like, where have you been? I'm so happy. I missed you. Did you miss me? You'll find out. Okay. Next ep. Or You'll find out next time on JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. Do you guys think Jorno can create mold too? Whatever it is, yeah. Like, can 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 Jorno? Yes. Do you think Jorno can run a marathon? Well, yeah. Yeah. And then he would tell you what his ankle muscles did or some shit, whatever. Um, I think it's interesting that at one point uh, Chocolata calls uh, Jorno's like stand life thing Seimei Energy, uh, which I believe is how they refer to Hamon in part one and two. Uh, him cutting himself apart and knowing exactly where he can cut himself and stuff reminds me of the short story Survivor Type by Stephen King, where uh, a corrupt like cocaine smuggling uh, or heroin smuggling surgeon gets marooned on an island and can't find any food, so he eats himself, and he knows what parts of himself he can cut off, mm. and uh, it's horrifying. Mm. Um, we get another JoJo classic moment of fingers, four fingers being jammed into a neck. Uh, that's how he's holding. I forgot about that. That is how he's holding Mista hostage. Oh yeah. Um, I wrote down that's a long ass voicemail. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was at some point it would have been like that's enough. Just send a text next time, you guys. They didn't have those. True. They would have cost like ten cents. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, this is Araki's note from the end of the manga volume that contained some of these chapters. I'll carry on with my praising of movie scenes that make me enthusiastic. I like it when a chase between cops and gangsters is happening when it rains. I can't express what I'm feeling with words alone, and that's what makes these exalting scenes so particular. Cops and rain simply go together. The scene when we see a man riding a horse across the step amazes me too. When I saw that for the first time, I instinctively understood what being cool meant. What? The step steppy, right? Is that how, how do you say it? Step... S-T-E-P-P-E. Just step. There's another author comment that I uh, missed here. Here are top five of my favorite. Here's the top five of my favorite toys. Number one, phosphorescent skeleton. When it shines at night, it feels like I'm in a fairy tale. So I guess just a glow-in-the-dark skeleton. Number two, bouncing ball. This piece of rubber took me into a science fiction universe. Whoa. Number three, Resident Evil on PlayStation. It's... (laughs) It's so great, is what he how <laughs> the he reviewed it. first Resident Evil. Yep. Aww. It's probably great. the only one out at this time. It's so good. It Number is a four, good game. a Thunderbird two model. I love the design, and I find that the container's conception was very clever. I really had the impression I could go anywhere with this. And number five, Lego or Mega Blocks. I spent whole days assembling and disassembling the piece to make new models. I think that Lego is the Western philosophy in its entirety. Whoa. Huh. We didn't leave enough podcast time to unpack that. Wait, what? I, uh, I also like Legos. He thinks that Legos encapsulate Western philosophy. That's too big of a... Th- I, Whoa. I can't deal with it. That's too much. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to that nonsense. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would like to write to us, you can definitely do that. If it's you'd not like a good to write idea. from us, you can't. That's you can't possible. do that. You need our password and you won't have it. Please write to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Also, we appreciate all the iTunes reviews, um, but we always need more. So open up iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Look up JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. How many will be enough? When are we going to be done needing iTunes reviews? It will never be enough. When you guys send us nice emails that say nice things, please also put that in your review. Just copy paste into into an iTunes review so that other people will know. Someone did that and they just wrote copy and paste, baby. It was great. I think that's probably something Miles said, considering it ended in baby. (laughs) Baby. So yeah, and tell a friend. We'll see you next time when shit gets fucky. Apparently, it's going to get even weirder. Yeah, it's what? JoJo. The, the the fuckiness is a hockey stick. But I can't even imagine. I can't. I can't imagine what that'll be. Of course, you can't imagine, and you won't understand. God damn! All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. It's two p.m. Wait. <laughs> Love 
love me forever, do you need me? Will you never leave me? Will you make me so happy for the rest of my life? Will you take me away? Will you make me a wife? Do you love me? Will you 